Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? It's Michelle. Happy birthday to you. Uh, it's Michelle's birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, thanks. Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. My for... age is a multiple of crime numbers, and I'm <laughs> mad about it. And I get to be mad about it for another 364 days. Well, <laughs> thank you for making time on this, the most auspicious of occasions, to still come around and record the new episode of We Watch Shudder. Oh, you know me. I'm usually just partying so hard on a Thursday night. Oh, yeah. So, uh, definitely. Just <laughs> had to put a pause to it. <laughs> can't put any brakes on this machine. We going hard for the rest of our... No, we're not. <laughs> we're <laughs> no, really we're not. not. We're old. We're we, too old we've <laughs> managed to release a podcast consecutively for 15 weeks without really much trouble at all. We're definitely not riding it till nope. the wheels fall off. We, yeah, I'm not going to become more of a party fiend as I not. age. <laughs> so, uh, as you know, here on We Watch Shudder, uh, that's what we do. We watch movies, uh, horror movies, on the Shudder streaming service. Uh, they put out a lot of original and exclusive content, and that's what we talk about here. They got pretty much a new film coming out every week. This week, we're talking about a film by the name of Revealer. Directed by Luke Boyce, starring Kato Ase, Shayna Shruton, Bishop Stevens. If those names are not familiar to you, we'll talk about that. Uh, I'm going to give you the big description right directly from the Shutter website, as we usually do. And boy, it's a quickie. Tensions rise when a stripper and religious protester are trapped together in a peep show booth and must come together to survive the apocalypse in 1980s Chicago a Shutter original. Now, before we go any further, I would like to point out that if by some random happenstance of chance somebody at Shutter is listening to We Watch Shutter, there's no apostrophe in 1980s. 1980s. <laughs> no apostrophe, Shutter. Come on. Who types Well, it does say 1980s Chicago, so maybe 1980s like the era owns Chicago. No, it's not. And it is a singular 1980. Right, the One 1980 owns Chicago. No, but the movie happens in 1987, though. Well, this is the... Um, I got nothing. Uh, no, that's wrong. Fix it, Shudder. Come on. <laughs> I was police. trying so hard to like advocate for them in case they were listening. And they're like, wow, we should sponsor these people. What? They're making fun of our I, apostrophe. I, I was I, like, I'll help. Yeah, I figured 14, 15 weeks in was a good time to really kick in with the grammar police on these. It's, I, I yeah. just happened to notice it as I was reading it. It was totally... I, I don't even know why it became so... Anyway, Revealer yes. is the film. Mm -hmm. uh, Michelle... Like we do, mm -hmm. hit us with mm -hmm. some of your spoiler-free thoughts on Revealer. Absolutely. Okay, so first off, we have to ignore the first one or two minutes of this movie. The prologue makes no sense. I don't think it's fair to even discuss it in the spoiler-free section, but if you base your reaction to this movie on the first minute or two, you will be disappointed because I hit play, I watched that, and I went, uh, and I had such low expectations, but I feel like they did that because then we had lower expectations and then the rest of the movie could be awesome in comparison. And that worked for me. 
I really, really, really like this movie, and it was a great gift from Shudder, and I am happy that I got to watch it, and I love the two characters, and uh, we will keep it spoiler-free for now, but I will give it a 4.25. I was pleasantly 4. surprised. 4.25 skulls for Revealer from Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I, I have to absolutely agree with you. I still don't have any real... I like. I mean, I get in context of the rest of the movie, ultimately, what that first scene means, but it's completely unnecessary. Uh, and so just, you know, ignore that. Um, I uh, I don't disagree with you entirely. I uh, I like the story here. Uh, there, I like the characters here. I like a lot of the ideas here. But I feel like there are two very important people uh, who had a very important job to do uh, on this film. Uh, and while everybody else was really trying to be their A-game, those two people really kind of duffed it up. And those two people would be the people who wrote the script. Not the story. Story by Luke Boyce, the fellow who directed the film. The script itself... I felt like, oh, like I again, I appreciate the ideas and the themes and the 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 concepts here, but like I felt like some of the dialogue was so forced and hokey. Uh, I didn't buy into a lot of it at any point. Uh, I, I have some theories on 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 that, uh, but uh, so like I'm really torn about this movie, and because I'm mm-hmm. so torn on it. Uh, I, I figured the right way to go is right directly down the center. If it's a five skull scale, I'm going to go split right down the middle, two and a half skulls. Okay. And I think that's fair. And I agree with you on a lot of the dialogue, which is why the first half hour, it was like a five, except for that first minute or two. And it does. Sure. It does have some problems. Oh, and so there, we can get into there, that. Oh, there section. are definitely yeah. some some yeah. great moments. Uh, I will point out right away here before we get into the spoiler section. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the uh, I guess it what would have been the poster if this needed a now it's just promotional image, but man, that promotional image says this movie should be for JD. It's got an attractive lady <laughs> not wearing a whole lot of clothing. There's a creepy face in the background, and there's some tentacles going on there. Uh, that I mean, I was definitely on board to see what this one was about. That's for sure. If attractive ladies who are scantily clad and creepy faces and tentacles are your sort of thing, man, you, you, maybe at least check this one out. <laughs> All right, guys. That list of interest should be on your Tinder profile. Right. That's, <laughs> what do you mean should be? Scantily clad women. Have, oh, okay. Wait, gotcha. you not, You're you, already ahead of what, it. Are yeah. you telling me you've never seen my Tinder profile? <laughs> I would have to be on Tinder, yeah, and so I don't would think I. my monogamous <laughs> husband would enjoy that. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. So if you want to go check out the film now before we get into the spoilers section, this is where you're going to want to do that. Hit that pause button. All right. So now we're going to talk about uh, Revealer in a little bit more detail. Uh, mm-hmm. Michelle, I'm going to let you go first here. Tell us what you really enjoyed about this film. Okay. Uh, so first off, it's part comedy and I think that's why I give I I forgive so many things that I found wrong with it where I was like a little bit hokey but it was also like kind of funny so I I did give it uh, leniency with a lot of things that this was straight horror I would not have because when it did bring me out of the moment it was just kind of like 
that might have been for humor. For example, the tentacle going into her mouth where she's a stripper. Is that a deep throat reference? Like, oh, it's kind of it hokey. It's, yeah. It's, it's, and so it's, it's, it's just kind of like. dick metaphor. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. It, it's a little dumb to the point where even in a comedy horror, okay, it, it still didn't really work. But I think because it is a comedy horror, um, I did give it a lot leniency but I also found a lot of things that I thought were kind of symbolic and at first I wasn't sure if they were deliberate and after some time I was pretty sure that this does get deliberately symbolic oh absolutely Uh, yeah yeah and at first I I wasn't sure if maybe I was just reading into it too much but uh definitely the feet part in the um tunnels where she gives her shoes and then she holds her feet and that's like a Jesus blessing thing and so that came from the Christian lady and I was like okay this this is a thing that you are deliberately doing I know a hundred percent that there is a lot of symbolism in here Uh that was deliberate and so I love that and um I also uh, I was thinking it right when the lady said it about uh, how this woman has been protesting outside for months or however long it's been. And she's been saying how she's going to save her. And then she won't even do like simple shit to actually physically save her when she has the opportunity. She won't put in like even an iota of effort. And when <laughs> I was thinking that she said it. And so there was just a lot of stuff in that this movie where when I felt annoyed by the televangelist woman um the main stripper character would voice my concerns at the same time i thought them so i just felt very in sync with her and i think that's why it it did so well in my eyes there was some dialogue that i felt was very cheesy the whole friend bit at the very end i literally rolled my eyes yeah but there was so much that i forgave about it and i thought it was very interesting and i i was hooked the whole time except for the first minute or two because what the fuck was that <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i'm yeah. I, I, and it, it's obviously you know just sort of a a totally non-related introduction to the character of the uh of the demon here that we meet later on in the movie uh uh, uh ass mode ass uh, as a, ass mode ass. Uh, that I, I I won't deny the fact that uh, at least the first time it came up, uh, ass mode ass got a big chuckle out of me. Uh, I thought that was <laughs> super super funny. Um, yeah, so I, I I do appreciate a lot of the ideas here. Uh, it's it's obviously uh, got a lot to, uh, of things to say about like uh, uh, objectification and, and sexualization of women. Uh, and uh, religious persecution and a lot of those very broad themes here. Uh, I also thought it was kind of a, a, a of a neat uh, a, a element of really sort of even amplifying that idea uh, by setting this movie in 1987 uh, because then it's also like, like, wait, these are the ideas that we're literally still talking about today. Uh, oh, I you didn't know, even realize yeah, that. Yeah, oh, it's no. like, but it's but it's yeah. just set in 1987, so it's like there's that added layer of, oh, they we've we've literally been trying to figure this out for basically ever. Uh, so again, yep. like from a thematic and an idea standpoint, uh, I, I really enjoyed a lot of what they try. I, I appreciate the ambition of this movie. 
but I did go and look into some things behind the scenes after I watched it. Uh, and so here's what I've discovered. Luke Boyce, the fellow who directed it, he's done a couple of other smaller projects, but this is basically his first feature-length film. Um, the two uh, fellas, and, and Luke Boyce is also credited as the story writer uh, with screenplay by uh, a fellow named uh, Michael Morrissey and Tim Seeley. Uh, those two fellas, uh, as I understand it, are comic book writers uh, who then also put some work into into developing this story into a screenplay for the film, and it's their first time, uh, as far as I can tell, or, or one of their first times uh, writing for the screen. Uh, all of the major performers in the film, uh, again, have all had small bit parts and things, but this is basically their first time doing something on this scale and, and in a lead performance. And I, I think the movie really just kind of uh, reflects maybe uh, a little bit of ambition outpacing ability uh, here. I really appreciate what they wanted to do. I didn't entirely buy the acting at every point. I, I feel like uh, there were some moments where it really, I, I, I just lost my ability to, uh, to suspend disbelief. Um, when I found out that the two fellas who wrote the, uh, the script itself were comic book writers, so much more about the just like, again, I, I knew it was going to be kind of comedic going in, but that also helped explain for me the really overly hokey element. And there's also a lot of, there's a lot of down space in this movie. Like it's not really dense dialogue. It's very short, very basics. It felt like. Once I understood it was written by comic book guys, I was like, oh, yeah, this very much feels like comic book dialogue. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I can I can absolutely see that, which I did not know until. You right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why. Um, like, and I it was, does explain. I'm it. not going to lie. Yeah. I, I as soon as the movie was done, I, I came in. I, I was fully prepared to even be a little bit more harsh on it than I was. Uh, but I'm glad I took the time to uh, to uh, to look into it further uh, because, yeah, that's kind of where I've settled on is I feel like it's overall it's just a movie whose ambition outpaced its current ability. I think there were some interesting ideas at play here, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more uh, from these people. Uh, Luke Boyce already has another movie in production called Revival. Uh, I don't know anything about it. It looks like it's still pretty much in the early stages, but I'll be interested to see that movie when it comes out. Um, good effort, just not quite there yet. Um, is part of your criticism of this movie uh, the lack of visuals while all of this stuff is going on outside? No, not so much. Uh, I, I tell you this much, as so far as what's going on outside, I guess to me the biggest part the, uh, about that, that that bothered me is it just the fact that this story of the Asmodeus demon chasing them down and, and that whole angle, the idea that that's happening uh, just happens to be concurrently happening with apparently the biblical apocalypse. I was just like, okay, why? Like, are they, are they related somehow? Is there a reason they're both happening at the same time? Uh, if you're not going to really incorporate any of what's happening outside there other than just as context of the movie, uh, I felt like it was totally unnecessary. Uh, and then at the very end, they do that thing that so many movies do. Uh, we saw it with... Uh, um, uh, the sadness earlier this year where they, they do the big pullback to reveal something more epically horrifying than you would have expected. But again, it just, 
It like I felt like the end just didn't make sense. Like, are they are are they supposed to just like oh they've just been in hell already this whole time? Like I didn't even understand it. Uh, and so no, I I just felt like that whole element of the story was just completely unnecessary. Interesting, and maybe it's because I am ignorant to the rapture and like I didn't I've I've heard of like the trumpets, oh, but sure. I did not know much about it. So her doing the countdown of like that is the first one and this just happened was so foreboding to me that I loved it and then when they said that Asmodeus was coming for them I thought that was just like a thing that happens in Rapture Story so I just accepted it sure okay that I can see how that might have worked but uh yeah for me uh and I, I think the way I would say it is more a matter of I wish it had been one or the other. I wish it had been the Asmodeus okay. story or the Apocalypse story. I feel like the two of them together just, they, it felt like they were just shoehorned together to add more context to the story. Uh, and so that, that whole thing didn't quite work for me as a combination. Uh, also, here's something I just noticed uh, that I never realized until literally just now. That's what it, it means when you say I just noticed. I don't know why I felt the need to explain yep. that. Uh, on that, well, you did. on that, <laughs> I sure did. Uh, on that, on that cool poster image that I was talking about, it's got the creepy face in the in the background, which is the uh, the religious person in the film, uh, and she wears glasses, uh, and there is a silhouette of the demon's head and shoulders reflected in her glasses. Uh. I'm glad you mentioned glasses because at one point she loses her glasses uh -huh. and then it's just fine. Um, if I lost my glasses and I knew I could never see an optometrist again, I would just lay down and let them take me. There's no way I can't see oh, yeah. anything. Yeah. I would just give up. Yeah. I can't believe that's a thing that just happens in movies where right. characters are like, oh, my glasses broke. I guess I'll go on functioning. I'm like, how? Right. I can't see anything. If I didn't have my contacts in right now, I would not be able to read the paper that I have my notes oh, yeah. my, on. My, I, would, my, I would have no idea. My, how uh, my prescription uh, the last time I got new glasses uh, I believe in one eye I rate 2160 and in the other uh, 2180. And in case you didn't know, legally technically blind is 2200. So yeah, uh, <laughs> the idea like if I take my glasses off, I I can't see a fucking thing. Like I I make out fuzzy mm -hmm. shapes and colors and that's it. Uh, so yeah. yeah, anytime that happens, I'm just like. Like, why were you even wearing your glasses the whole time? If you're, if you, like, if you're not desperately searching for your glasses the instant you lose them, you didn't need them in the first place. <laughs> I have, I have one friend uh, who, only one friend, no other friends. This is my singular friend. I have one friend. I'm bragging about it right now. This singular friend. And side note, by friend. the way, it's not yeah. me. <laughs> it's not you. No, we are mortal enemies. Um, my only friend in this whole world uh she wears glasses and sometimes when she's performing she just takes them off and then she goes and does her performance and goes on backstage i'm like how wow. that is such a hazard oh it God. just that was something i made a note of because when she lost her glasses i went that is the most unbelievable thing happening in this entire movie oh, <laughs> how yeah. are you functioning yeah, it's but just bizarre. it just bothers me so much when um, that happens yeah um and I had to mention it. <laughs> I, I did. I, I do also, and in in a little bit more support of the uh, ambition outpacing uh, ability uh, narrative that I've constructed here for this film, uh, I also felt 
that uh, when the demon did finally appear, he looked an awful lot like a, like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer demon circa 1999. But uh, like, so again, I've, like I, and that it was, it was hokey enough that it took me out of it. Right. And it's like, I get it. Mm. Budgets are limited. That's yep. the thing that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, again, I, I think it's, it's definitely one that you probably, uh, you know, if you're into horror comedy and you like weird apocalyptic things, it's probably at least worth spending some time with. You might enjoy it a little bit more than I did. Uh, clearly Michelle had a good time with it and, uh, yeah, nothing against it uh, other than I just, I, I look forward to seeing what else these people can do. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Please So ask there it. is. <laughs> okay, I will. Um, so there is a specific thing that I see when I am watching smaller horror movies that I don't see as often in big budget movies of any kind or even other indie pictures. And I think it is because of the special effects and the things that they have to put into horror that they don't with drama or like a standard comedy where that first two minutes of this movie really hit it where it's like, okay, overacting, not great. Like, I think it was a wig. It, it mm -hmm. wasn't great makeup or hair um the effects are weird like it's oversaturated there's just a lot going on and it immediately tells me what kind of horror movie i'm about to watch that little indie low budget thing is there a word specifically for that uh like just that look that uh that indie movies have that just says hey we're super indie <laughs> yeah and it is specifically with horror because when i watch this i immediately thought of uh what was the very first one we did about the Nazis? The game, the bunker, the game. bunker game, um, the bunker game had the exact same thing. And it is only a thing I see with small indie horror movies. I'm, and there needs to be a word for it. I'm not going to lie to you right now. I'm not uh -huh. even certain. I know what you're saying. <laughs> OK, well, you know what? I mean, my one singular wrong, friend who can, can take off her glasses. No, I can. Uh, I can yeah. definitely like I, I, I understand the idea of like. You can just kind of tell by looking at something that there's, uh, you know, it's like, okay, this is the, this is kind of the budgetary range we were aiming at here uh, about, but I, yes. I don't know uh, necessarily if I, I, I've never heard anybody say that there's a word for that. Like it, it looks cheap. That's not the nice way to say <laughs> it, but you know, uh, I, I guess I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not sure at all, Michelle, maybe you can coin okay. a term for it and become famous. I should because see, Host was another small indie movie with very minimal resources, and yet that did not fall into the horror indie low budget category that some of these movies do. And I need a word for it because I can go, oh, I know what kind of horror I'm watching. Right, this well, is not. Uh, this is your this budget. is your opportunity, Michelle. You got to start. Here's what you got to do. You got uh, you got to turn it into a whole thing. No, what you because the only way you're gonna be allowed to successfully coin a term that then enters the lexicon is you're going to have mm -hmm. to write some sort of academic paper about a concept, right? And then come well, up I with a name a for it. Who's in writing. Right. So, uh, so now she's what my you, singular friend. Here's what you got to do. You got to start <laughs> you got to start uh, taking notes uh, on mm -hmm. your, the, the specific incidents and start analyzing them and figure out uh, uh, you know, sort of, you know, categorize and codify the uh, the phenomenon of which you are speaking, and then you just mm -hmm. get to come up with a name for it. Uh, maybe we call it the roller effect. I don't know. Uh, you know, any any but that implies that I'm cheap. 
<laughs> well, I mean, that was that was kind of the joke. Thank you for explaining yep. it to everybody. That's that's fabulous. But whatever. That's the kind of uh, <laughs> if I had a word for these types of movies, that kind of dialogue where they overexplain it would be considered part of this category. Absolutely. So I'm going to I'm going to figure out a term. I'm going to start documenting. You're going to see me with just like folders everywhere I go from now on just full of these movie scenes where I'm like this specifically nails it. Look for Michelle's I... treatise on the indie effect coming <laughs> soon. Ooh, the indie effect. I like that because I I I bought so many movies from Walmart bins that were like, I paid $5 for this piece of trash. You sure did. <laughs> and there's a word and for they it. Won't even, and they won't even take it, it back. <laughs> no, they won't. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, I will pay you money to get this out of my house, please. I have a lot of really bad horror movies, and they're not even like fun horror. You know, just... you, you know I'm pretty sure that at <sighs> this point you could just throw them away. But then I feel bad. What if the creators found out? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a discussion for our mental health podcast. You'll have to check yeah. that out some other time. Oh, well. We watch our mental health yes, decline. Yes, <laughs> we do. So, Michelle, that was Revealer yeah. for this week. What's coming up next uh-huh. week? Do you remember? Uh, I can tell you in one second. I can find it faster, I bet. Okay, it's a I race. believe you. It's a race. Let's see who Wait, can get uh, there. I'm not even looking in the right spot. No, you're definitely not. Nope. I am completely not. lost. It is the long night. Yes. The long night. What is the long night about? Hey. I don't know, guys. Hey, JD. Hey, what? JD, I found it. It's long night. Oh, it's you're the welcome. long night. Cool. Yep. Uh, awesome. Uh, yep, you're welcome. Yeah, and you know what? Um, should we tell everybody about the thing that we're doing, do you think? Are we allowed to? We're not going to get in trouble. Uh, here's what we'll do. Here's what I'm going to do just to end wrap things up here. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the Facebook page, first of all, shame on you. Pay attention to the Facebook page. That's why we have it. <laughs> Uh, but if you haven't been paying attention, comment on the things there. Right, please. But only if they're nice. Develop some activity for us. That helps. Uh, anyway, yeah. you know how social media works at this point. But uh, we have a big, cool, fun thing that we're going to be doing coming up in August in association uh, with uh, uh, an event going on here locally in Fargo. Uh, I don't even want to give too much away uh, other than that, and uh, especially yeah. until. Uh, the folks tell us that because uh, I think maybe they want to make the announcement first. Uh, but keep yep. your ears and eyes peeled. Big announcement uh, of a fun thing that we watch Shutter is going to be doing uh, coming up in August here in Fargo. Uh, yeah. So other than that, Michelle, you got anything else we need to talk about? I'm just kind of babbling at this point. Um, I think the phrase eyes and ears peeled is weird because peeling your eyes makes sense. You're getting rid of your lids so you can see better. What do you peel from your ear to improve your hearing? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. That, that, that I will not ask any further questions. Thank you wait, for letting wait, me know that I do not want to know. You mean this, this odd gack that I have to routinely remove from my ears on a semi-daily basis is not something everyone deals with? Oh. It's got a weird iridescent glow to it, kind of like the back of a beetle. I don't understand. There's something happening in my ears. Okay. Ah! <laughs> need to go see a doctor no i was just okay. doing i was just doing my impression of how the dialogue felt in revealer oh, you <laughs> too much about yourself. Ah. say good night michelle okay. good night michelle